Hello, right. hello, and welcome to Ask Alia, where you ask the questions, and Alia provides the answer. Today's big question, which I think people are going to find very, very relevant in terms of this week's big news, is how to tackle migration. And today I have with me a very, very special guest. She is another friend of mine from my childhood. We've known each other forever. It's Ria Matthew. Hello, Hello good morning. How are you? So good. And so nice to see your smiling, bubbly face on the screen uh, <laughs> this morning. I don't know why I do this to all of my friends. I always do my podcasts on like a Sunday morning. So with Lakshmi, I had like, that was fairly decent time. It was like 11 in the morning, but today is Sunday and you've agreed to do this at nine. So thank you very much hey, for giving us your problem. time. <laughs> not so, a problem. I'm happy to be here. Amazing. So tell us about yourself, Ria, what you do and what is going on in your life that has invited you to this podcast. <laughs> um, my name is Ria Matthew. I live in Dubai. I've known Aman for God knows 19 years, I think now. Mm -hmm. um, I am a senior account manager at a global PR agency. So working remotely from the city of Dubai for a global agency is amazing. It's interesting and it's fun, um, which kind of brings me to the topic, right? Um, migration. I yeah. am attempting a big migration, a big relocation this week, um, which is really exciting. I am moving to Canada after uh, many, many, many years of dreaming, manifesting it, and uh, two years of waiting for uh, the immigration backlog to clear. So that's me. <laughs> so the reason that this, you know, because obviously for you, this is a massive, massive step, even though this is something that yeah. you've wanted, it's still something incredible that is happening in your life completely basically uprooting your life and moving to another part of the world so the reason that this kind of struck me as something super important is because both of us and like so many of us especially in the city are children of migrants you know our parents yes. before us have done this uprooted their lives and moved yes. to a better place so it is you know this is something that everyone is going to find relatable but before we get into that topic we always yeah. take a look at what has been going on this week. Now, usually I always yes. talk about what's been going on in my life, but I think my life has been so <laughs> inconsequential this week. And it is completely <laughs> overshadowed by what's been happening in the world and Absolutely. at the time of recording. So big piece of news this week. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has died and is to be replaced by who is now known as King Charles III. Now, people are always talking Historic. about... Oh, yeah, such an iconic moment, right? And people are always saying, oh, what were you doing when Diana died? So here's my question to you, Ria. What were you doing when the Queen died? I was having dinner with a friend and I was very conscious of the fact that something was going down because um, I was in meetings earlier on in the day and we had received news that she was unwell. And uh, my uh, friends in the UK were all saying, this is, this is something bad. This is not just she's sick and... Um, I was trying not to pay attention to my phone while talking to my friend, but in the back of my mind, I knew. And um, when she picked up her phone, that's when I picked up my phone and I mm. saw the royal family's tweet and uh, my heart just completely broke because you you can never be prepared for something like this. Um, and what an icon. I absolutely love her. Yeah, you know, when, when the BBC notification went off on my phone, so I was at a wedding last week and yes, it was like, you know what Indian weddings are like, especially when you're like, Absolutely. In, when you're when you're booked in a resort and you've got the entire family and all of your friends there. It's almost like being cut off from the rest of the world. You've literally created a bubble for yourself. A bubble. At the wedding. Yes. 
So yes. it's being like, it's being cut off from the rest of the world. That's what it feels like. And then my BBC notification yeah. went off to say that the Queen is feeling poorly. Now that's mm-hmm. normal. That's happened before. But then it also said yes. that Charles, Camilla, um, William We're and Kate, all and Harry and Meghan were all going over. there. And I was like, well, if Harry's yes. going, then it's a big thing. Exactly. It's, yeah, and I was exactly. like, she's, she's not making it through the night, is she? And then no, no, like no. an hour or two later, the news comes through. I don't. So I know that, you know, you and I have had similar kind of sentiments about this and about all of the, the reactions Absolutely. that come out towards her passing. There's been a lot of negative press around it. And I get it. I get Very that people much. are, you know, people, people think, why are we celebrating someone from the royal family? We should be talking more about the damages that they've inflicted which is right but i also feel like is death really the time to be talking about it can we not just be a little bit compassionate about death i know i know i actually um related and reflected quite a lot on the piece that you had written um on medium about this because um on the one hand you know hearing from so many of our friends and colleagues and folks in um you know South Asia and in that part of the world, um, they all said, you know, the damages caused by the empire is so and so. And we had a discussion as a family as well about it. But I made myself very clear when I said that, you know, the death of somebody is not the time to be celebrating um, things that have happened in the past. Um, And I strongly believe that. And I think this is a family that's grieving. There's a lot of people in the world who are grieving. I'm grieving. I mean, my my mother met the queen. You know, this is something Mm. that I've kind of known since I was a child. So for me, it's something that's kind of personal, um, while still respecting the feelings of those who feel differently. But at the same time, I do think that social media is a place where there's so much hateful rhetoric, there's so much negativity on there. And suddenly at one go, we got 20,000 negative tweets and three positive tweets, which Mm. was very hard to take in. And it was overwhelming. Um, And I don't think that this was the right time and place for you know, all of this negativity to start spewing out. We need to just take a step back and just think about what this means, what changes can be made, what reparations can be made. But at the same time, someone has lost their mother, their grandmother, their great-grandmother, the the leader of a nation, a stalwart, a female um, persona who has led a country for 70 plus years and and is 96. Like We need to have some respect, some dignity. And um, that's where I stand. That's where I know you stand as well. So um, we need to do better. As a generation, I think we need to do better. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's so many perspectives about this. And and okay, before we started this recording of the episode, I did mention to you that we're not going to spend a lot of time on the Queen. But let's just yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just do it. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's a platform. Let's just get it out there. So I think it it is yeah. it is really important for all of these stories to come out. But I feel like these stories should come out all the time, not just when something not historic just when has happened. Someone... Exactly. Yeah, because you know we just had South Asian Heritage Month. All of these stories yes. should have ideally been glorified then because they are worth glorifying. Absolutely. These stories of, of you know, our ancestors dying and then our lives coming into a certain way. So for me, for example, if I think about the way that my ancestors were, good things have happened. Yes, people lost property and people lost lives. But when I think about where it landed me, I'm glad yeah. that they went through all of that. I mean, you know, this is not to kind of belittle any kind of sacrifice that people have made but for me life turned out perfectly fine so if I'm not bitter that's just because of my personal experience and maybe because I don't know other stories so people need to talk about their stories more and more 
but not when someone's absolutely. died and not to say oh i'm happy the queen's dead you shouldn't be happy absolutely when people were happy I'm when gadassi using... died but i know the queen is different i know and and i think you know the point that you made as well in the in the medium post was has the queen done this to anybody do you know what i mean it's mm. it's very um convenient i think and not just in this situation but in many situations for people to bring up points when something has happened yeah. but the point is that you know we need to be talking about these stories more often like you said south asian heritage month african american month you know all of these months where we need to share these stories we need to share stories of community upliftment we need to share stories of what allies can do better what people can do better to make sure that change is seen change is needed right yeah. um instead of just doing it during the time when someone's dead and then you're adding negative rhetoric to every single positive thing um and and my father actually said yesterday as well you know these people are obviously trying to get attention to their point which may be right but at the mm-hmm. same time it's all about timing um but i think as a generation um and and even with my sister's generation is we need to do better to to make sure that one people understand this and two we can make a change right we have the tools and resources to make a change and if we don't use them correctly and we just keep harping on negative 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 what 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 change is coming there's no change that's yeah. coming so yeah um yeah i was quite shocked and and overwhelmed by that but at the same time just trying to remove all that from my mind and just kind of focus on what's really happened here so yeah yeah we live in a in a pseudo free world so if there can be you know people who are <laughs> <Free> absolutely <speech>. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you know, if if there's if there's people who can celebrate um, the queen's death, and then there are people who can mourn the queen's death, there can also be like a separate group of people who are indifferent, and well, not even indifferent. Maybe they can just separate the two events where the queen, the you know, the queen is reaping the benefits of colonialism, which was yes, it was wrong. Yes, and then that she's died, so you can have a little bit of respect yeah. there. And I think the. One respect thing that goes can, a long way, Aman, and I don't really does. have a lot of respect nowadays. Which I also <laughs> get because there's so much wrong with the world. Like if you think about these people's yeah. frustration, they're frustrated about what's happened to their ancestors. And a lot of them are probably thinking about how their life has or how their parents' lives changed because of that. Okay. And I feel like yes. there's so when I was at university, I did a dissertation about responsibility for things like poverty or disparity and things like that. <clears throat> And there were two kinds of responsibilities that stood out. One was outcome responsibility. The other was remedial responsibility. So if we think about the impact of colonialism, the outcome responsibility clearly falls on the empire because they looted all of these countries, took goods away, you know, took the Kohinoor away, which has been like the big thing on Twitter recently. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I was like, what what is going to happen if it comes back to India? I want to see real change happen if it comes back to India. That's why my stance is right now. Okay, maybe they just want to see, you know, the item returned, and it's a huge part of of India's history and India's culture, and we want it. That's fine, but my problem is with the remedial responsibility of this. The remedial responsibility of this falls on the colonialists and the government of the of the country that is in question. Yes. They need to yes. work together to make change happen for change the people happen. who are suffering. The colonialists, because they also have the outcome responsibility. Sure. And the leaders of the country, because they are the ones who have stepped up to make change. And that's why they've gone into the political space. So they have the remedial exactly. responsibility to make this happen. But are they doing it? See, that's the thing, you know, when people go on about this, I'm just like, you have elected leaders in your country. 
why are we talking about the change that they need to be making exactly no one's saying that it's a very convenient thing i yeah. you know i yeah it's it's easy to it's easy to to kind of place the blame on on someone who can't actually make a change about it what can the, yes. aside from giving the kohinoor back what can the do they can they're not it's not happening that they're going to give you 200 years worth of uh gdp that they looted that's not happening so what is it's the it's not going to happen is your government Correct. working towards making your country Correct. better where is your tax money going you're not even paying tax yeah. it's all black that's why demonetization yeah. had such a massive impact I so know. and what are you doing as well within your community as an individual to make change happen to have these conversations to be an ally to talk about this happened this happened this happened how can i as an individual make a change are these things yeah. happening that's my question there are people who yeah. are doing it asian american pacific heritage month there's so much change happening but let's let's have these conversations more often so the reason that this kind of um i feel like it gives an outlet into the topic for today is because migration has been going on for so long just because of the ties that were created yeah. during the times of colonization so you know people moving in and out of the uk people moving in and out of other british colonies that kind of thing has been happening for so so long so the big i guess the big question that i have for you and for you to kind of shed light on the experience of migrating and leaving your old behind you've had like a life of moving around in so many <laughs> yeah, diverse cultures so tell me a little bit about yes. that i have um i think i've moved since i was 2 um i was born in mumbai india and as far as i can remember as far as i've been told we lived in chennai for i think a year year and a half um we then moved back to mumbai and then we decided hey why not pick up our life in dubai so we moved to dubai when i was 8 so still very young and 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 in school so at a very impressionable age to you know for my life to change um moved to dubai when i was 8 then decided i obviously don't want to continue doing my college education in the city i want to move away again so i decided let's move back to india let's move to bangalore um at 17 uh decided to stay there another 3 years uh, to do my bachelor's um had a dream of living in the united states because that's where i had visited since i was a child um moved to the us uh to indianapolis to do my masters obviously being in the us i was so close to family and and moved around in the in the us as well um from indianapolis moved to california for my first big girl job which was um insane it's daunting it was overwhelming but what a challenge what a life change that was lived there um had the impact of the us uh 2016 election uh play a role in leaving the us and moving back to dubai not by choice but i it, it's something that i had to do um i've been in dubai now for the last 5 years or so and in these in these last 2 3 years um i thought you know what it's time for a new challenge i'm going to pick up and move to canada so um i have moved around quite a bit since i was a child but i don't know anything different my joke to people i meet is i never stay in one place for too long so <laughs> um but i think that's that's what made me the person that i am um i've learned how to adapt i've learned how to assimilate i've learned how to learn about different cultures and and why that's okay and um being with different cultures it's 
your your roots are who you are but you grow and you learn and you, and you do different things and that's just the way you make your life more beautiful i think that's amazing that's actually very true i mean you can't you know the world is a beautiful place it's a, it's a big place you've got to take yes. up some kind of challenge you know so um there was an episode that i did and um you 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 might have heard it you might remember it it was about social constructs and i said that was mainly about age being a social mm. construct but i also said that nationality is a social yeah. construct um i would yeah. even argue that ethnicity is a social construct because to be honest aside from the physical difference in color or whatever there's no other difference between human beings so any kind of anything that human beings give a name to i feel like is a social construct and shouldn't really matter so given that you've had this multicultural life and you've lived in all of these places with such differing histories and values but essentially the same kind of human soul where yes. do you stand on this thought that nationality is a social construct do you feel like you have a stronger bond with one place than any other or do you feel like you have that kind of equal connection with all of these places how does how does that work for yeah. you um if you remember this is this is something we've spoken about before in terms of um we, there's nothing called sticking to your roots yeah. right you cannot stick to your roots your roots are who you are but as a human being we've given we've been given the time resources and energy to move around learn different things meet different people grow into different cultures eat different food of course uh, buddhism is such a big part of all of these different mm. you know <laughs> movements and travel um for me um i cannot other than obviously spending most of my childhood in dubai um of course i'm very close to the culture that the uae has um you know set in me set in my family and set in your family as well as we've kind of grown up together um so i'm obviously very close to that sentimentality india will always be home you know home home but i don't think i can relate as much to it now um as uh, i'm growing up um i do feel like i have learned so much about the world by moving to the west um which is it's not a cliche a lot of people say move to the west and you know you end up staying there forever but that's not true i came back as well so by moving to the west i met people um of different cultures different skin color different ethnicity learned so much about how ethnicity is not just one thing you know i have a friend who is american filipino uh the the mother is irish the father is something else and it's like in one family you have five to six different nationalities which in india is unheard of so it was so cool because i'm learning about so many things at the dinner table um so i think skin color is 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 obviously part of who you are but but i think going beyond that it's where you live who you talk to the people that you meet uh, people that you network with all these things form who you are and there's nothing bad in it as mm-hmm. much as people say you're indian you should always talk about what's happening in india you should always care about what's happening in india that's not true because i was i just grew up there i didn't live live there you know i'm not close to it and and that's not a bad thing Yeah no I completely um understand that and I completely concur with that as well because <laughs> you know I mean I was I was born in the UK and then we moved to we had like you know a little bit of transition time and then we moved to Dubai so really there was no time spent in India 
yes. my impressionable years happened collectively in the UK and the UAE. So exactly. But again, because because we come from Indian families, we've got we've still got those roots. And I think the, the sticking roots. to your roots metaphor is so I know flawed, not just in outdated, what it means. outdated. Yeah, but yeah. not just in what it means, but also what it kind of implies as uh, about growth. Because if you if you're going to talk about being a root, plants grow and they can only exactly. grow stronger when they get enough air and water, which is which happens outside Absolutely. of the soil, which happens outside Absolutely. of being close to your root. So I just I don't think Absolutely. it works. And it what are you going to get sticking to your work. root? You're not going to get yeah. anything sticking to your root because you're just going to be exactly. in the soil. You're not going to come out. So I think the yeah. belief when, you know, our grandparents' generation, and I remember uh, my grandfather, you know, was feeling very upset. I remember when his friend moved from India to the US. This is back, you know, in the 50s and the 60s. And the belief was that when people move to that side of the world, they're never going to come back. Mm. Um, while that may be true in some families now it's not true anymore because you can't stay in one place for too long you're always going to move around you're always going to learn different things so people of our generation and our uh, siblings generation as well it's important that they step out number one leave the home leave yeah. the home because that's when you um, start facing challenges that are beyond yourself you know paying your bills uh, going to the ATM and finding out that the ATM is broken so you have to walk <laughs> all the way to the mall because you need to buy a bottle of water trust me these instances have happened to me in Bangalore you know and, and, it, and in India which is very tough um, so these challenges are important to go through you know learning how to cook pasta in the microwave because you don't have a cooking stove <laughs> you know all these things oh happen outside God. the home so <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's very important up. to move. Yeah, they're part for of sure. growing up. So. For sure. And you know, with it's so interesting, like, you know, oh, if you leave, you're not you're never gonna come back. We've already, you know, we've moved and so many people don't come back. You know, there's like yeah. two, three generations of the same family in yeah. you know, outside of their what what they call roots. Um, but it's it doesn't matter because they've built their own community there. Like if you look at the US sure. or if you look at Canada where you're going, they're so authentically themselves. They are. I mean, they are more Punjabi than I can ever imagine <laughs> exactly. myself being. Like when you when you look at like Vancouver, for example, which is Punjab yes. Central, it's yes. there's just so much Punjabi there. I, I I to be honest, first thing I don't even think I could fit in there. My sister is moving to Canada. And she, the yes. first thing that she said was, I'm not moving to Vancouver because I'm not going to be able to fit in there. Because of this. Because yes. of exactly how Punjabi it is. Okay. She said, I'll go to Toronto because it's as diverse as Dubai is. So, Cosmopolitan. you know, to, to your yeah. point, like that kind of connection with one place, it doesn't exist. So for me as well, no. for example, Dubai is home. Even though yeah. I'm not a UAE citizen, I'm just a resident, it is still home because that's Absolutely. how Dubai makes me feel you know like like I just said to you when the when the episode before the episode started we spent three days in India and and we were over it because they did not make us feel like this was home you know yeah. family can only yeah. do so much but when small sure. tasks in life get so complicated to achieve it doesn't give you a very homely feeling you know but no, you don't it experience doesn't. that over here you don't experience that over here because I think here we've been blessed with, a, you know, a, a system of leadership that has not only invited us in, yeah. welcomed us in, 
thanked us, thanked the expats for building this nation, which I think is so profound. Mm. Um, and they've also provided a system in place where not only can um, people of different cultures grow up together, go to international schools, learn about local culture, still local culture is such a big part of who you and I are, especially with our, you know, our school system. Um, and also it given us the opportunity to just bond and network with people who live you know from who are from different countries and not a lot of places have that and that's yeah. not a bad thing it's not like this is a spoiled place or anything this is just mm-hmm. a wonderful place to live um and i hope other people re- recognize that too and, and come and live in dubai um that's a benefit of being in this country so yeah definitely <clears throat> so canada brought it up again <laughs> <laughs> So I do, I do have a lot of questions that kind of specific to Canada yes. and, 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 you know, migrating to Canada. But before I ask you any of them, I know that you're feeling quite, you know, you've, you've moved around a lot, so it doesn't really bother you as much. Yeah. But how are you feeling in terms of like, do you feel any kind of fear or do you feel like, do you feel excitement? What is it that's going on in your head? Because it's only a few days now. It's only a few days. I let I, this is the week that I am moving. Um, I will not lie. Um, I will say that I am quite anxious. Um, I am a little more anxious than when I moved for college because I do think when I move for college and when I move for my masters, there was a foundation of I'm moving for a particular reason. Um, of course, now I am moving for a particular reason in terms of starting a new life there, but it's bigger than that. This is this is a whole new challenge for me, a whole new life choice for me. Also, it's a place I've only visited. I've never lived there for long periods of time. Um, so when people ask me why Canada and, you know, why, why not the US? It's like, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's part of the same continent and mm. I'm not going to be separated. And um, why not bring a new challenge into your life? You know, going through a pandemic um, where I've been very lucky to be healthy and okay and, and I've survived the pandemic has brought a new perspective that life is meant to be lived. Um, and that's why I had applied for this during the pandemic, which is a crazy decision. Um, and it's happened now. It took two years to kind of get through the backlog. Um, but uh, I'm very anxious. I'm quite uh, overwhelmed given how much work, you know, I have to put in to get there. Um, but once I get there, I think it's it's going to be fun. It's going to mm. be interesting. Um, it's going to be cold. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think I'm ready for but I don't think I am so you know we'll, we'll see when I get there I'm going to take it one day at a time and um, just embrace this new challenge that's kind of in front of me yeah which is what I feel right now but maybe ask me in a month and my yeah. answer may be different so <laughs> no I think I think I know you enough to know that if I ask you a month from now you're probably going to be like this is the most exciting place I've ever been in I'm having such a nice time and, you know, I really, I really hope that that happens to you. And also, Thank you know, you. this, this whole thing about like being on the same continent, I think it's because the US has been very unfriendly and it's the same for the UK as well. Both of these countries, yeah. they've been big parts of our lives. Like, you know, when we yeah. talk about feeling that connection with a certain part of the world, for me, it's been the UAE and the UK um, because of yeah. how long we've, or at least how long I've spent there. So anytime that there's like a political fuck up happening in the UK, I'm all ears. And it's exactly you when it's happening in the exactly. US. Exactly, <clears throat> exactly. So I think you know you've found like a friendlier way of of living that life a little bit as well. So Canada is not so different from the US, except that they're probably kinder and they're more polite. They're probably kinder. So, I think it's colder and, yeah. and people are nicer. Is what I'm told. Um, it's I'll a step up anyway. <laughs> 
it's my step up <laughs> i might feel a little safer on the roads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you know um let's see <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know that's that's about canada you know it's going to be a nice place and everything and and it's nice to have a new challenge so at the moment you said you know you are a little bit anxious and you are yes. also um excited and like you said you know you probably it's going to be different in the next month but realistically about migration what do you what do you see yes. yourself experiencing in a month i know i said that knowing you you're probably going to be enjoying everything but realistically mm-hmm. where do you see, where do you see yourself in a month's time in a month's time i see myself hopefully settle down in an apartment which um i'm uh, i'm not quite sure yet of what that looks like um i think uh, going through challenges like this teaches you that not everything can go off just because you wanted to um i am you know obviously working with a, a realtor and people on the ground there to kind of help me set up once i get there so in a month from now which will be october 11th i should hopefully have an apartment i should hopefully at least have a bed to sleep on um and um i should hopefully be confident that i will be okay um which i know i will be but um uh the anxiety is real uh, mm-hmm. but i'm going to take it one day at a time and and just try and figure it out and migrating there means opening myself up to meeting new people which i think in the last few years i've kind of closed myself off from because i'm very happy with my circle i'm very happy with the tiny group of friends that we have and the tiny group of trusted family that i have but um, maybe this is an opportunity for me to also meet someone new then again i won't have a car so how am i <laughs> going to get around so we'll see we'll see in a month we'll see <laughs> no i think um yeah this is very exciting and you know going to a new place is always exciting yes there are fears and there's there's anxieties you but the good thing for you is you're probably not going to be looking for a new job because you you were working remotely before I'm you're going to be there with the, yeah it's a blessing so that's that's blessing. one thing that you don't need to worry about and that's i think that's like a big load off your mind the only big thing that you're probably going to be worrying about is finding a place to live and that's going to be fine because you've already, <laughs> oh already started conversations now so i have i have i have i have i've had to um <laughs> i've had to go through many instances in all these years where planning ahead is a good thing and you know mm. even within our friends group i'm the planner i like mm. to plan ahead and put things on the calendar um so planning ahead all is is teaching me new things um but i had a mentor tell me two days ago nothing is going to go your way regardless of how much you want it so just embrace the move embrace the challenge and and do it one day at a time and you know enjoy where you are he told me he told me he said take a step back forget everything enjoy the scenery enjoy where you are enjoy the neighborhood that you're in because at times in all you know with the job and relocation logistics you tend to forget that you're in a new spot you tend to forget that you're in a brand new apartment like take the time to enjoy that so i'm taking that on board and um and 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 i'll try and do that for sure let me tell you a story so um when i moved from birmingham to london like i think everyone's known how much of 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 love i've always had for london so <laughs> when i moved there for the first time i also had like this preconception that yeah, life is going to be a breeze i'm going to really enjoy it and you know i'm just going to have the time of my life which i did but my first day there i get to my my flat and i literally burst into tears because i was like this yeah it's happened to me it yeah and then yeah. like yeah. so I, i i i got dressed and everything and i 
got out of the house I was like let's just go to to uni and because I was there for my master's at first so I was like, let's just go to uni and then we'll figure it out I get on the tube and I'm like smells moldy which it still does oh, but yes. now I I relate that kind of moldy smell to uh, a familiarity about the tube exactly <laughs> so then I was like okay it smells moldy and then I get to university and do what needs to be done and then I get hungry and I find this little very very small cafe it has like two tables and it was lunchtime yeah. and it was still empty yeah. so I was like well that's perfect you know I get I get a place to yeah. sit and I sit there and I have the most delicious pasta I've ever had oh. in my entire life and I was like yes maybe, maybe this pasta is like a reminder that there's beauty in 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 there struggle beauty in everything you know mm-hmm. so I was like mm-hmm. maybe I'll just I, I decided then to do what you did you know just to take it like one day at a time one step yeah. at a time you know yeah. I will get used to the bathroom I found myself a solution for the shit shower that I had I was like I'm just going to join the gym <laughs> and I'm going to use that shower so you know in the end you always I love find it. a solution to, to your struggles everything so. everything and um and if you remember a couple of years ago I started practicing the take yourself out method which yes. is don't feel ashamed of being alone Alone doesn't mean lonely. Alone just means you enjoy your own company and you're okay with yourself. You know, it's it's about getting a book and, and having a coffee and viewing a sunset and just being okay with it. It doesn't mean that, oh, just because you're not with somebody, just because you're not doing it with friends doesn't mean anything. Um, so I want to say this to people of our generation as well as to, uh, you know, our, our younger siblings, especially my younger sister and, and nieces. Um, don't be afraid of doing things alone it's it's totally fine and um, it's fun it's cool uh, you learn new things about yourself it's fun to dress up and do cool things so I'm hoping that I'll start practicing this more often once I get there and and because I will be alone right so yeah. I won't have anyone there so um, yeah it's exciting yeah I think um, taking yourself out as a concept I used to yeah I mean I, I always kind of subconsciously subscribed to it I loved going out for you know just by myself for like casual meals and things but then I remember one time I saw um, that you had taken yourself out for a drink and I was like hey that's like that's the next level of taking yourself out I've never done that I used to there was there was was a time when I used to take myself to my favorite cafe and the first time that I went there by myself um, the wait staff just thought I was really sad so they got me dessert from the house and I was like, oh, uh, this is not necessary, but thank you. <laughs> they got me, like, but thank you. I mean, anything for free dessert. <laughs> I mean, they got me. Uh, but this feeling of like pity dessert. needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was, I, yeah, I don't know why they thought that, but it was like, it was a really nice cafe yeah. that I liked. And um, I used to, maybe they just thought because I used to go there with my friends and I did go there on a uh, date once. So maybe they just thought uh, that, oh, this person doesn't have anyone to hang out with. So, you know that was whatever wow. but I had a wonderful time it just took a book absolutely and I had yes. a nice glass of Prosecco had pancakes for dinner and then I gave me a dessert um, after and I was like I'm gonna have to stop doing uh, this I'm just gonna get fat so <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah I think you know taking yourself out is a lot of people can't do it which is fine Yes. I feel like when yes. you get to that, it's not about like, you know, if you can't take yourself out, it doesn't mean you're lonely. It just means that you might be a little yeah. bit socially awkward. Like if I talk to my sister about this, she's not lonely, but she will never take herself yeah. out for a meal Correct. or anything just because she feels like, Correct. oh, what are people going to think? But once I you know. get past that, it's a beautiful feeling because then, you know, you just realize, hey, I don't need a second person to have a nice time with. And that's true about everything in life. As long as you're content Very within true. yourself. 
you don't need a second person yeah. you're migrating most people would say you should find a husband and then migrate but most people don't know shit two weeks ago i heard that uh, two really? weeks ago i heard that rhetoric that uh, i am moving before i'm migrating before i'm getting married like oh wow i said like why can't you talk about the fact that i am <laughs> moving <laughs> my spouse said you yeah. know what i mean are we still yeah. in a position of vilifying uh, young young people and young women for making decisions that you know give them happiness like where are we it's it's yeah but yeah, we we'll, we'll always have this <clears throat> we'll always have it. this is never going to go away it's just how we deal with it that matters and yeah. i think to your point about social awkwardness as well you know i my whole and and you would have noticed this that my whole childhood especially in school i always struggled with my self esteem i always struggled with my confidence because so many people in our school were popular you know some of our friends also went into the popular groups and i never i always wanted to be with you guys i never wanted to be outside because outside who am i Mm. so i've worked on it i and I, to this day i work on it to this day i'm like i would love to be included in stuff but at the same time you know what i'm going to make my own party and i'm going to build my own table and i'm going to invite other people to the table and i think that's something as women all of us especially our friends group we are we're all quite strong at power you know leading ladies in terms of building our uh you know set of core core friends but at the same time it's um i'm always working on my confidence and like how confident am i to sit alone in one place by myself just be happy just for an hour and and maybe it's really good for my self esteem as well to be just be like okay i'm here i'm by myself it's not bad it's not a bad thing regardless of the neighbor saying something it really doesn't mm-hmm. matter yeah yeah that that comes from you know being satisfied with yourself and 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 being Absolutely. comfortable in your own skin and then you can just tune Absolutely. out every every sound like last week for example at that, <laughs> at that wedding Indian weddings are so ridiculous oh they are traumatic they can be traumatic. they can be so fun <laughs> but then they can make you question everything yeah. so i had someone introduce Absolutely. as <laughs> so they they like I... they you to The, so I was from the bride's side, and they took me to the groom's family, and they were like, "Oh, this is Amandeep. She's yeah. unmarried," and I know she's what they're trying to right? do. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. were, they were yeah. like, they were trying to f- see if there's someone that they can set me up with, and I was like, "Well, that's not why my I came God. to this wedding. First of all, I came to this wedding Absolutely. to support my cousin who's getting married." Correct. And then they're like, Correct. "Oh, this is this is Amandeep. She's a, she's unmarried." And I'm thinking, "Well, yeah. Even if you were trying to set me up, there are so many other ways of doing it. You could have said this is exactly Amandeep. She's an author or." This she's right yeah you know? she wrote a she, book exactly she does she does multiple other things other than you know being absolutely. single absolutely that's absolutely that's not my identity i'm not like i'm the single girl absolutely so unfortunately just... aman i think um, this thinking is never going to go away uh, regardless of how much we want it to and i feel bad that not only are we going through it but kids who are younger than us are going through it and it's at least with my sister she's quite bold now she's quite strong enough to give a response back and i'm working on it myself like now yeah. i'm just giving savage responses back especially to strangers who their opinion really doesn't matter but i think you know just kind of take it back to the migration topic for a second um we're going to encounter more of this you know we're going to put ourselves in a very unexpected un you know unforeseen situations and it's how we deal with it that matters yeah. um i struggled with this so for so long um so that's why i kind of made this decision to move because i wanted to 
just not put myself in the situation again but just say this is my time to shine this is my time to show the world not that anyone is obligated to see it um my time to show the world that you know what i'm able to do this by myself i'm able to do this on my own to feet i'm able to do this with the love and support of my parents and you know who have sent both of us away at 17 which a lot of people questioned like how why are you sending your girls away at 17 which is wrong i was like Okay, leave your opinions at the door. It doesn't really matter. Um, that my dad has enough faith that he's raised both of us to make good decisions. So just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, others' opinions don't really matter, and I feel like people need exactly. to need to find out when it is appropriate or inappropriate to just inflict your opinion. And I feel like there's there's a simple way of thinking about this. Whenever you're in doubt, is my opinion needed? just go with the answer no to be on the safe side your opinion is not needed it really unless, isn't <laughs> unless it's your immediate family asking you for it it's not yes. needed it's very simple yeah, thinking it's not with there are enough opinions in the world there are enough viewpoints and enough exactly. voices harping on right now exactly. don't be one of them don't add to the noise yeah. <laughs> just enjoy the moment my god so you know that you know. you said uh, one thing about um how this is not going to change i would disagree with that in that we really? are technically the future and it's probably yeah. yeah. going to yeah. take more than just us it's maybe going to take like two or three generations of people to change it sure. but i feel sure, like sure, 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 if sure. we actively work towards a change can happen you know mm. so for example like i i was not in a position to 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 tell this person off who introduced me as I'm the the unmarried woman because we you know we're, we're like in a big social circle if i make a scene sure. now it's just going to go down as oh i'm the just noisy Correct. um exactly. and it, that's not what the what the social occasion was about it was about celebrating someone yeah. else so i was like the I'm wedding quiet mm-hmm. yeah so i was like i'm going to keep quiet and i'll just yeah. maybe i'll bring it up with with him like later when when um right. we've all had a second to calm down So yeah. you know we 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 do have to be mindful of of the kind of social circle we're in and unfortunately we do have yeah. a mixture of people who feel like they can say such things and people who are not going to take such exactly. things Exactly but we exactly. can actively take ourselves into a world where we all agree with each other I mean that's wishful thinking but we if we work towards that, it we'll at I least know, get to like maybe we'll get to like 30% of it if we can get 30% of mindsets to change Yeah that's a big win Yeah you know It's a big win and I think Uh, you're right and 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 your point actually to be honest is is true you know change can happen um i think just from a cultural standpoint it's going to be tough oh yeah it's going to yeah. be tough uh, sure. from a cultural standpoint no matter how many times we move away no matter how many you know, no matter where we move the cultural standpoint is still going to come back you know yeah. to us and 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 through people um but you're right i think as a generation we have the resources to make this change happen we just need to start having these conversations yeah. we need to start telling our younger sisters and our siblings that you know what be yourself be authentic to who you are if there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with you know being outside being away being in a new place being by yourself you're not lonely work on yourself um embrace the challenge um because it's important for who you are and if you are confident the world will mm. stand back yeah i think i yeah. think yeah <laughs> no 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 it's 100% true when you're confident no one questions yeah. you that's Yes. yes yeah and 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 a lot of confidence is really just believing in yourself 
that's that's yeah. where it comes from so if Absolutely. You, you believe in yourself no one's going to question you but if you have doubts about yourself that's when all of the vulnerabilities are going to creep in so yes yes Yes, that's where yes. we can uh, make that change. Wow, from migration to believing in yourself. <laughs> I guess they but are. It's, listen, they it's are all a part of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all a part and parcel of it because you have, remember, I always say this, you have to cross a border. Yeah. And if the immigration officer the other end sees that you don't know what you're doing, why you're there, what is the purpose of your visit, <laughs> you're not going to cross the border. So believe the purpose of my visit to, is to rock Canada's socks off. <laughs> Oh God, I, I'm going to be in hibernation mode for five months a month. So I'll, I'll rock my own socks on there. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank it you. has been an absolute thank you for having me. pleasure. And it's always, uh, you know, an enriching conversation that we have. So thank you for agreeing to bring it to uh, a public platform. And I hope whoever's listening in also gets a chance to experience that enriching part yes. of the conversation. Um. Closing remarks, Thank Ria. You. Do you do you do you have any any kind of uh, advice to anyone who's thinking about migrating and and that kind of thing? Is yeah. feeling that fear. Is there anything you'd like to say? I think realistically, um, you know, migration is difficult. Yeah, it is difficult because you have to think about um, timing. You have to think about your resources, financial resources. If you have the means to do it, absolutely do it. It is. 100% the best decision I made to move away from home when I was 17 for my sister as well it taught us a mul uh, you know a multitude of experiences I would have never experienced at home um the number number two and number three is um take care of yourself uh it's very important this is a big life decision you're making if you are scared if you are anxious it's totally normal I'm feeling it myself I'm doing it in a week so in a month I, I might want to write somewhere the experiences that I've been through and your, what your sister's got going through as well um it's totally normal embrace it um and there's a whole world of opportunities and experiences waiting for you so um talk to people as well by the way have these conversations talk to people about how you're feeling how you can solve x y and z um but uh, migration is beautiful and, and embrace the world you're not meant to be in one place for too long so amazing thank you very very much and thank you thank to you for having the me. listeners uh for tuning in so that is all for today we will be back um on Wednesdays <laughs> so stay tuned for another hopefully interesting topic and if I don't find anything else we always have Harry Potter right exactly <laughs> we always have Harry Potter and and, and yeah the, go watch everything on Netflix Binge oh it. my god <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> so from myself and from Ria Matthew that is all we have for you so until next Wednesday it is a toodaloo to voo. Um...